disciples some final advice and instructions before he is arrested. Now, John 17 is quite a substantial chapter of Scripture, so this morning we're just going to take three sections, three themes that emerge from the passage. So let's just pray together, shall we? Thank you, Lord, for uh, your word. And I just pray that the words you've given me to speak would just reveal more of your heart this morning. Amen. So, um, three themes. So the first one is revelation. Second one, I should remember these, shouldn't I? It's instruction. And the third one is being set aside. So, has anyone here watched the TV series Lost? Anyone watched it? See. Could you tell me what it's about? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> For those who haven't seen Lost, it, it is a TV series based on a group of people stranded on a remote desert island following a plane crash. It involves an incredibly complex plot with flashbacks, time travel, danger and excitement. Hugely, hugely successful, not only because the characters in the TV series were all lost, but because it was so complicated, anyone who watched it was also lost. <laughs> <laughs> From watching Lost, one thing really hits home. It's not really that nice being lost. I remember as a child going to a big supermarket with my mum and wandering around only to suddenly find that she wasn't behind me as I thought she was. All of a sudden, that certainty I had of safety was gone, and I was walking around and around trying to find her. Of course, I did find her, and it turns out she, knew, she could see me the whole time, so I was worrying over nothing, but it just made me realize when I look back at that time just how safe and secure I felt, how I took for granted that my mum would just be there looking out for me, so as a parent, there is a huge responsibility. It's down to parents to know what is best for a child, to look out for them, to teach them what to do if they get lost, for example, who to speak to, where to go. And as a parent, you will reveal the world to your children, both by teaching and through example. And that leaves its own distinct mark on that child. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I catch myself saying something that sounds just like when my dad said it. And that sometimes is really scary. But it will always be a reminder of his involvement in my life. In John 17, Jesus is praying to God. He is praying for the disciples and acknowledges that by teaching and through example, he has revealed the world to the disciples in a completely new way. He has become the way to a new heavenly father. The disciples now have a God's eye view of the world and are ready to be sent out into the world to reveal God's glory to others. My best friends have a two-year-old son called Vaughan. He is my godson and I love spending time with him. One thing that has really struck me as I've watched him grow up is that even at the age of two, he's fighting for independence from his parents. Vaughan do it has become a regular part of his speech, as he is desperate to be involved in everything that they do and play his own part. 
It made me realise that right from the very start, built into us is a desire for independence. At some stage, Vaughan will grow up and want to leave home, and his parents will have to hope that what they have shown and taught him over the years will be a firm foundation for him to build on. In John 17, Jesus is preparing his disciples to be independent of him. He has laid in them a secure foundation of the knowledge and the love of God, so that they may go on to reveal the presence and love of God to others. As Christians here today, we have the same foundation. Are we ready to go out into the world and show others the amazing love of God? So just to summarise then, the world is revealed to us by those that care for us. The world, as God sees it, is revealed to us in Jesus' teaching. And in God, we have a secure foundation to build upon. So theme two, instruction. As some of you may know, I started a new job this week. And suddenly I realised just how much I knew about my old job. And it's not that I ever consciously set out to learn all of these things. I just absorbed it over time. And I'm pretty sure the same thing will happen at my new job too. But it's still daunting being somewhere completely new and not knowing anything about it. In my old job, people regularly used to come to me and ask for help. And now it's a role reversal. I'm the one asking all of the questions. And luckily there are a number of people in the office who can help me. I really would be lost without them. As Jesus prays for the, for the disciples in the passage, it is clear that he has some last thoughts and instructions for them. Jesus acknowledges that his power has kept the disciples safe whilst he has been with them. And he asks that God will continue to use his power to protect them. Now I can imagine that hearing the Son of God ask for protection for you from God would be pretty amazing. It would certainly fill me with confidence if Jesus was praying that specifically for me. But then things start to get a bit more challenging. Jesus understands that by giving them God's word, it means that they will sit at odds with the rest of the world. And not only will they be at odds, they will be hated. Jesus is now going back to heaven and the disciples will remain on earth to carry on his work. And that made me wonder if the disciples are sat there listening to this prayer and deep down somewhere are thinking maybe it wasn't such a good idea to be a Christian. Couldn't he have just said, take us all up to heaven now? Wouldn't that have been easier? But what Jesus prays in this passage is important for us now. Jesus spells out our relationship with God. We belong to him. and We also belong to the world. We are not called to live in some Christian parallel universe, but in the midst of a busy, messy life. And somehow in this world that won't like what we have to say, we are to bring glory to God through our lives. Reveal the world to others as God sees it. Through our continuing witness, the world will be challenged with God's love. So just in summary then, we belong to God but live in the world. We bring, we bring glory to God through the example we set to others. The tree becomes known by its fruit. 
lastly, sanctified. Up until age 15 or 16, I was an only child. My dad remarried and suddenly I had one stepbrother and three stepsisters. And it was a bit of a culture shock. It took a while for everyone to adjust. All of my stepmom's children were old enough to have moved away from home at that stage, so I've never lived with any of them. Although we are technically a family, it's a completely different way to a normal family experience. They all grew up together and have 20 plus years of shared experience. So though we are family, we are still separate in many ways. Family does have a special meaning. There's an old saying, you can't choose your family. And that is true. A family is a distinct entity. Either you are a family member or you're not. It sets you apart from everybody else. Towards the end of the passage, Jesus used the word sanctify. He prays that the disciples would be sanctified. The word sanctified means set apart, set aside for sacred use, cleansed and made holy. It is his intention that the disciples are set aside from the rest of the world as they know the truth about God. As Christians, we are all sanctified by God through Jesus. And verse 19 spells it out for us. Jesus' sacrifice makes us holy, washing us clean of our sin. And this was God's plan for us all along. He wanted us to be reconciled with him. And not only that, for us to be set apart from others to be special, holy, to belong fully to him. John 3.16, God sent his son that we should not perish but have eternal life. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 11, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of God. So just just to summarize, we are set aside on earth by God for a purpose. We are washed clean by the sacrifice of Jesus. Our reconciliation with God through Jesus was always part of his plan for us. And so, having read the passage, is there a challenge for us here this morning? And I think there is. How do I live my life? How does my life reveal God's glory? How how do our lives reveal God's glory? Is it possible that every corner of my life, of our lives, can shine reflecting God's glory? Jesus prays in the passage for protection from God for his disciples. And we are his disciples, so God protects us. And I think that's encouraging, that we are safe to get out there in the world and shine. I just want to finish with a prayer. So let's pray together. Investigate my life and make me clean. Shine upon the darkest place in me. To you, my life's an open book. So turn the page and take a look upon this life you've made. Investigate my life and take me through. Shine upon the road that leads to you. When I go, when I return, I'll see your holy fire burn.
on this life you've made. Investigate my life and make me clean.